Hello, everyone. It is Free Kayla, the host of the Big Kids Podcast, a podcast that encourages you to ask strangers in the grocery store really rude questions. We're here trying to figure out something about adulthood. Who knows what it is because we're all confused and our parents failed us. Every time I listen back to any of my podcasts, I slowly realize I think I have a lisp. I just don't think I pronounce things correctly. I think I have a wonky accent. I don't know if that's the Alberta redneck in me coming out. But either way, it's super embarrassing. I don't love to listen to myself back. I'm sure you can relate. So today's episode is on public speaking. I'm reading a really awesome book. It's called How to Own the Room by Viv Groskope. Groskop. I don't know. I hope that's how you pronounce her name. Viv, if you're listening, I'm sorry for pronouncing your name wrong. I know I did at least once because I said it twice in two different ways. Either way, it's a super cool book. I highly suggest reading it. One of my passions is public speaking, and it's not necessarily like getting up and speaking. It's just how to do it. Like I think it's a really important skill to have and to be able to compose yourself in front of people and to also be able to calm the hell down when your nerves are kind of taking over. I, (laughs) the first time that I did, I run like this entrepreneur school for my main job and it was like our opening day. I got taken on as a summer student and it was our our opening day for this entrepreneur school that I was running. And I was like, I have no previous history with this and I'm terrified. And it was virtual I remember my boss did the opening like sequence where they're like, she's like, welcome everybody. And then I had to do the part where I went over like the course load and all of the things that we were going to cover. And I was wearing my Apple watch. Uh, When I checked my Apple watch after I was done speaking, not only was my entire office chair just covered in sweat, which is really, (laughs) really disgusting especially since I didn't even move, but my heart rate was at like 145 and I had burned a total of 380 active calories, which was insane. That was like more than a normal workout for me. So I was crapping my pants. I was really nervous. I did not want to say anything. I was so terrified and it was was just so scary. Even thinking back in retrospect, I'm still nervous and I did it once and I'm scared to do it again. Like I literally do this school every second Thursday and I still get nervous to jump on and be like, Hey guys. And most of the time I'm not even actually talking. All I'm doing is just like, I'm, I'm literally introducing the speaker and I'm still terrified. Like I don't even have to do anything. So that's why I think that public speaking skills are so important. In the first part of this book, she talks about the pastor that had married Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I guess not pastor. He's a bishop. His name's Bishop Michael Curry. He had, he'd done the speech for their wedding. He was the one that had given a sermon and it was really interesting. So Viv in the book, she talks about how he went over double the time over. And he had mentioned that he was really nervous for it, as would I be. 
And it's so interesting. They had chosen this guy, obviously, for a reason, a very talented speaker that could marry them. And he was good at his job, clearly, because that's that was a pretty big deal. But it, it's really interesting to think that he was even really nervous doing this gig. I guess I shouldn't call it a gig. It's like holy matrimony. But he was nervous doing this. And in the book, How to Own the Room, Viv mentions that when you feel nervous, you'd be like, yeah, I, as well as the pastor, we are both nervous. But I like that. It's really common. She also speaks about how people that are doing TED Talks, they have a whole crew behind them. They have people that are queuing the speech. They have people that are teaching them body language for while they're on stage. Like They're trained. They're trained and they also have a whole crew behind them. And I personally don't have a crew. When I am crapping my pants about to speak in front of people, even in just day-to-day conversation, I wish I had a little CIA agent in my ear being like, all right, and now onto your big point. But most of the time when I get finished talking, I realize I rambled the whole time. I fit every single sentence in with ums and ahs and confusion. And I like to talk. You might think, Kayla, you run an entire podcast where for 20 minutes straight, all you do is just talk. Like you literally talk about yourself. You talk about the things that you're interested in. And yes, in this setting, while I'm sitting alone, staring at my computer screen, I have no problem talking at all. This, this is not a big deal to me. But if you get me in front of a stranger and you put me on the spot to explain anything, even if I'm passionate about it, I'm probably not going to hit the point. And it's going to sound a lot like this. Kayla, you are super interested in dogs. Tell us about your pet dog. And I'd be like, hmm, oh, uh, I think cats are cool. Like how embarrassing. And I I oftentimes in retrospect, look back at times that I have spoken in front of people and been like, you are an idiot. Why do you overshare? Nobody needs to know about your family issues. Nobody like I, I, I talk to cash cashiers at the store and I say, how was your, they ask, how was your day? And I'm like, it was awful. When I got home, I screamed in the mirror and cried. And then I took a shower and cried in the shower. Then I went to bed wanting to pass away. They don't need to know that. Their life is hard enough. I am literally one of the worst people for cashiers. I'm sure if you were a cashier, you're like, oh, yeah, I know those people. I know those psychopaths. All I want from them when I ask them, how was your day was good? How was yours? Okay, would you like your receipt? Not, I don't want to hear about your daddy issues. It's like I gravitate towards the people that I know do not want to hear any of my life's problems. And I'm like, here is everything going wrong in my life. I'm just an oversharer. And I expect everyone around me to overshare just as much. There is not a single detail of my life that I am afraid to tell you. Even the weirdest things, even things that I feel like guilty about for my whole life that I can't get over, like just my biggest mess ups. If you even, if you asked me, 
Kayla, what is the most guilty thing you have ever done in your life? What's the worst thing you've ever done to someone that you couldn't fall asleep for like weeks? And I would be like, oh, (laughs) are you ready? Sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. There is nothing. I'm an open book. Google me. Well, don't Google me. You'll find out that I used to be a furry. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. How embarrassing is that? Although I'm a firm believer in outing yourself before other people do. And come on, I was like 10. I was 10 years old and I I thought I was a furry. I wanted to tail. I wanted to go to conventions. I had like a fursona. I was a child, okay? I wasn't like, I'm not like 30 years old, still a furry. I'm not even 30 years old. I'm not a furry anymore. But if you asked me, oh, that would be so embarrassing. And I would tell you, I just told you, I just outed myself to the internet. That's what I mean though. And this is what I'm literally talking about. I just went on a tangent about the most embarrassing things and how I interact with people because I lack the skills of public speaking. I lack them entirely. My mother is the same way. My, you, you, she does the same thing to cashiers. So this is a learned trait. And is it a trauma response? I don't know. It just happens. I'm not friends with you. I'm not, fr- well, I'm friends with you. If you're listening to this, we, we have some sort of relationship. It's very one-sided though. Reach out to me on Instagram. We can be buddies. But it's just strangers and people that do not need to know the details of your life all of a sudden know them. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. The oversharing in uncomfortability. Either way, back to this book, How to Own the Room. It's such an interesting concept. She, it's, it's mainly geared towards women for sure, because there is a lack of training for women to public speak. For men, it's just assumed that they already have the confidence to get on stage and explain whatever they want. They, they do not face imposter syndrome the same. And you could say, Kayla, that's sexist. No, it's not. This is scientific. Google the stats. I'm not going to do it for you. But these are facts. There is already the confidence built in men. They do not feel the same sort of imposter syndrome that women feel. Most of the time when women get into jobs that are of high ranking or really any job at all, they feel like they are uh, incapable of doing it correctly where a man will actually think that he can do the job above him correctly. Like a job that he is absolutely not even qualified for. He'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. on my way to the top. And that's why it's so important to know how to speak publicly, especially as you grow into adulthood. Now we're in the digital age. We are at a point in society where it is important if you even want to start a business to be able to speak publicly and to be be able to showcase yourself, to be able to lay it out there, lay out your character. And I love authenticity with it. We find very often, especially with cancel culture, that if you are not transparent about your intentions and the type of person you are, the internet's going to snoop it out. Just like the internet would have snooped out that I used to be a furry in junior high. That's what I'm talking about. So it's really important to be authentic and it's really important to train yourself to have the confidence to speak. And statistically speaking, most people don't remember the dumb things that you said. What you feel so embarrassed, your heart rate is so high, you're burning calories from how scared you are. Most of the people don't remember. I'm sure nobody looks back at my introduction to my course and we're like, ooh, 
she failed. Like my boss was like, wow, Kayla, I was not expecting you to speak so eloquently. And I was like, (laughs) I'm dying inside. And everything is falling apart. (laughs) Like, Like dear boss, eloquent. Yes. Also a furry in elementary school. Yes. Like, this is a shameless plug for how to own the room. I'm not sponsored. I feel like at this point I should be, but it's a great book. It's, it really helps. The synopsis of it is that most books about public speaking don't tell you what to do when you open your mouth and nothing comes out. They don't tell you how to get over the performance anxiety that most people naturally have. They don't tell you what to do in the moments when you are made as a woman to feel small. They don't tell you how to own the room. This book does. And yes, it does. She goes over a lot of big personalities like Oprah Winfrey, and she touches base on how they speak and how they have created these empires for themselves, mainly off of speaking. Back in the day when I was doing audiobooks, I took a course on just even like pronunciation of things. I found I find like what I said earlier, the Alberta redneck, it really creeps up when I'm uncomfortable. It goes from hello, my name is Kayla to what's what do you want to know about it? That was the worst. I'm literally from here and that was terrible. But I find that my speech impediments, which yes, I will say that a redneck accent is a speech impediment. They just come up at the most uncomfortable times, but I did this voice training. It was really interesting. Like it was, it was cool. I, they went over pronunciation, how to expand your voice into your surroundings and how to just be a big personality, but based solely off of the way that you speak. And it was really helpful. I would highly suggest that to you, even just to build your confidence. Lots of people say like, oh, I can't speak at so-and-so's wedding because I'm so nervous. Like I'm not good with speeches. When I was in school and I had to do a speech in front of my class, I fainted and cracked my head off the concrete. Like, yes, that is very scary and traumatizing for you. But actually, public speaking is a learned skill, not a born behavior. A lot of us, sure, if we're only children, yeah, the world is about you already. I'm sure you have some type of ability because you had to stare at the wall and talk to yourself, and your stuffed animals were your best friends. But for some of us that feel a lot smaller in who we are as characters, middle children, for example, you guys are weird. Uh, it is harder. It becomes a behavior that you have to learn and you actually have to train yourself in. And everyone is nervous about it. I think that is one of the most humbling things to know is like, you could think of anyone that you look up to anyone in the whole world. Let's say your favorite person is Robert Downey Jr. He's not my favorite person. He's just the one that popped into my head. Don't read too far into it. But you're standing there and you have to tell your boss why you deserve a raise. And you're terrified. The words aren't going to come out. You're just going to end up in this weird conversation where you're kind of humming and hawing around the reason. And then you never even ask the question. You need to sit there and think, Robert Downey Jr. would demand the money. 
but he would also be really scared to do it because our the anxiety sensors in our nervous system start flaming up. They start going off and they're like, this is really scary. How are, how are you going to survive this? And survival instincts now are a lot different than they were when we were having to bare hand wrestle our food to the ground. It's different now. Now our flight sensors go off when we have to talk to somebody that makes us uncomfortable or we have to say something in a meeting or we have to speak on something, even if we're really knowledgeable about it. That's when those sensors go off. They're like, whoa, there's a cougar in the bush. The cougar's going to kill me. But every single person on this entire planet has a level of nerves that start to hit. And you don't become comfortable with something by not doing it. You become very mo- very much more comfortable. If that is even English, that's what I'm talking about. You become way more comfortable when you start to do things multiple times. And when you start to practice things and it becomes a habit for you, it starts to become something of expertise. And nobody gets it right. Like one of the coolest things about being a human being is we have the ability to communicate and we also have the ability to entirely mess up how we're communicating. These, these are trained skills. These are not natural skills. If it was natural to us, we would, instead of sitting down to have a productive conversation with someone to hash out conflict, we would just fight them. We would just fall on fight them to the death. But we've evolved and we do things differently. If we were to do things as naturally as we could, it would look very barbaric in society, but we're different now. And we learn things over time and we become comfortable and more confident in our skills and abilities to do things. So I honestly challenge you to write a speech and give the speech to your phone you know, film your speech and keep doing it over and over and over again. Even if it's a speech that has nothing to do with anything, even if you're never going to make this speech in front of real human beings, at least you're building up the skills. And I also highly, if you are a, if you are really anyone, I think that even though this book is really geared towards women, I think it's for everyone. but how to own the room. It's a good one. And take lessons. Talk to somebody that you think speaks well in front of people and ask them how they do it and honestly ask them if they get nervous. I had to ask my boss that the other day because she is about to speak on something very important for our company. And I was like, are you nervous? I would be nervous. Like, are you scared? You look so calm. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I'm scared. It's terrifying, but you just got to do it. And I was like, you're so right. You just got to do it. And you may work in a field where you don't have to talk to anyone. You just get those reports in and you move on. You do not have to explain yourself. And that sounds like the dream. Truly, it sounds like the dream for majority of us. But there might be that off chance, that off chance, like your brother's getting married and he really wants you to stand up there. You're the best man. You're the best woman ever. And it might be a good time to think back to when you were recording videos of yourself giving weird speeches about like the Amur leopard. And you'll be like, "Mm -hmm, yes, 
I have built these skills in my life and I will try my best. And sure, maybe you fumble it and you absolutely just out your brother. You just embarrass the hell out of him. But nobody's going to remember. They're only going to remember laughing because they didn't realize that you didn't mean to say it. And that is the joy. And people are so hyper-focused on themselves. This is one thing that I've learned over the years because I really, really stay up at night thinking about conversations. I think especially because I'm a big masker, I have a hard time having conversations that are formal and do not reach any depth past formalities. And when I say things that cross the boundaries, I will stay up at night and be like pulling my hair out. Be like, Kayla, you are so dumb. Why did you do that? Fool. But the reality is, is that most of those people that I just had these really weird conversations with, they don't even think about it. They're not concerned. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their life and their family and their friends. And just, they're thinking about the dumb things that they said. They're probably thinking about the same conversation and being like, whoa, I was so dumb. That just did not make any sense. And then you're sitting there doing the same thing and hours are wasted, just laying in bed, wondering why you say the wrong things, but nobody's thinking about you. Not to be rude, but we are like, I am one person out of billions. I do not think I have enough importance in very many people's lives to keep them up thinking about how embarrassing I am. No, I'm not that important. I need to humble myself and get over myself If I even have the audacity to think of the dumb things that I've said, no, I am just genuinely not important enough to keep other people awake with the dumb things I have said. And realistically, you're probably not either. You are not keeping anyone awake. Nope. Unless it's something like incredible that they want to put it into the quote book. They, they only want you to be famous because of that one quote that you said that was so incredible and they want to be able to quote you and other people will be like, yeah, I love that quote. I, I have it on my wall. Like that's the only reason people are staying awake at night. Not because you're, not because you failed at your speech. None of us are good at it. Ted talkers are only good at it because they have fancy lights and people telling them what to say. And they have people that are script writing for them and making it the perfect speech ever. That's why it's so provoking and looks great. But we can't, we can't compare ourselves to professionals. Like even stand-up comedians, they're trained, they're professionals. They're funny, but they're, they're, they know what they're doing. And we don't. I don't know what I'm doing. And you probably don't. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you don't know. And that's okay. That's why I am suggesting to get training, read a book on public speaking. Things, things are different now. You know, it's, it's an important skill to have. And it changes just the confidence that you have in daily conversations with people. As I have taken a deeper dive into public speaking and running workshops and even doing this podcast, there is a different level of confidence that has been built within me that I am using in just my day-to-day conversations with people. It's so profound and important. So this I leave unto you as you continue this week. Also, happy Wednesday, I forgot, is 
Remember, nobody's thinking about the dumb things that you said. Read a book on public speaking, not just any book. And realize that public speaking is a learned skill. You are not just naturally born with it. You did not come out of the womb about to be the president of the United States of America. You came out of the womb screaming like the rest of us. We all came out screaming and we might leave screaming too. Who knows? But all I'm saying, it's, it's a learned skill. These are professional people. Do not compare yourself to professionals. And if you're looking at people in higher ranks than you, say even your boss, I'm always looking at my boss, all my bosses, and being like, wow, you guys are really good at like talking. How do you do it? They've done it for years. I've only done it for a handful of years. I've only been talking for like half of their life, less than that. So if I've been talking for less than half of their lives, then they've had they've had the whole length of my life to perfect how they speak and how they talk to other people and how they give public speeches and how they talk publicly. That's just the facts. I think I'm going to end it here. So to... Just to give you a synopsis, don't forget to read the book, How to Own the Room, and take a class. Do whatever you have to do. Have, a, have an absolutely amazing week. And I'm going to talk to you next week. Publicly. Not publicly. It's just me. Alone in my room. Talking to myself. But it builds my skills. This is as much of a time of learning for me as it is for you. I don't know everything. 